Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Well, 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 no Tim Allen and a Brewers win for you here tonight. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Tim Allen off celebrating his birthday. You may or may not have seen the franchise Tim Allen walking around American Family Field tonight. He was there before the game, shot a little video. We'll go over some of his uh, tweets during the game. Uh, He was well off on his way through three innings. The the one tweet I saw already was like three Miller lights in, a nachos in. Brewers were hitting some home runs. Timmy was feeling good. So uh, we'll keep updated on that social media account of uh, Tim Allen, who may be stumbling his way out of American Family Field for all we know at this point. 5-1, Brewers over the New York Mets. Magic number dos. Two, one, two. Any combination of Brewers wins and Cardinal losses will get this done. Based on how badly the Cubs are, you will probably need two wins. As I don't see the Cubs beating the St. Louis Cardinals. They just really are pathetic. And I, I I won't I won't make too much fun of them because God knows as Brewers fans we have been horrible ourselves for many of years. So uh, yeah. Anyway, so Cardinals gonna get both games there against the Cubs today. No surprise there. Brewers get the win five one over the Mets. And in typical Milwaukee Brewers fashion, uh, a lot of what happened tonight came because of well the long ball, of course. Wrong in the air, right center field. That's on the ball. That is way. His seventh leadoff home run of the year. And the Brewers tie it quickly as Bernie hits the slide. You knew things were going to go well when you get that that leadoff homer from Colton Wong. And it takes me back to, you know, back in the day when Paul Molitor was the leadoff hitter, the igniter. Uh, and every time that dude uh, would get going early on, you're just like, okay, well, we're going to be good. This this is this is going to be okay when it's all said and done uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. So check this out. So the leadoff homer, as he said, uh, seven, that's half of his total of 14 home runs in general. The single season record for leadoff homers is eight by Ricky Weeks in 2010. Uh, And then uh, there's Tommy Harper in 1970, Molitor in 91, and Brady Clark, of all people, in 2005 with six each after that. So Wong is second, one behind Ricky Weeks. Uh, from tying the all-time mark with most leadoff homers uh, by a member of the Milwaukee Brewers. So it's one nothing, or that tied it at one, I should say, 1-1, because if we go back to that first and a leadoff triple by the Mets and eventually came in to score, Lauer had himself in all kinds of trouble. The base is loaded. He was able to work himself out of it. 39 pitches in that first inning uh, for Lauer, uh, and then after that really settled in nicely 
uh, and really pitched uh, really well uh, the rest of the game. So 1-1 to the bottom of a three we go. Runner on base. And here comes Willie Adamas. Willie Adamas at the plate. Wong at first. And Adamas in the air. Center field. Well hit. Nemo's going back. He leaps. Brewers take the lead on Adamas' 23rd of the year. And that also makes you feel good, right? Willie Adamas gets going. It's been a while for Willie Adamas since Willie Adamas has hit a home run. How long? His first homer since August 18th. August 18th. That would be 60 homerless plate appearances for Willie Adamas. You need him to get going. In a worse way. You really do. You need him to be warm to hot uh, going into the playoffs, if at all possible, if you can get that uh, to go your way. So the Brewers then take a 3-1 lead at that point. And uh, Willie Adamas is in the dugout chilling, telling pitcher Coach Jane Haynes, hey, man, I smoked that one, man. It was all about it. And then all of a sudden. Like it's uh, oh. the has gone, too. Yelich sends it deep. That voice you hear talking with Rock and Brian Anderson on Bally Sports Wisconsin won Giovanni Gallardo. Uh, goes in the wall of honor tonight along with uh, K. Rod and Carlos Gomez. And uh, he was up in that booth there in the third inning as the Brewers were putting on a little bit of a home run derby with Adamas and Yelich going back to back. How long has it been, Sparky, since Christian Yelich has hit a home run? Well, let me tell you. He hasn't hit a home run since August 21st. 120 homeless plate appearances for Christian Yelich. Now, again, everybody goes through rough spots. Everybody will have those moments. I get it. But this dude has to get back to being close to good instead of bad, which is what he's been for the last uh, week, week and a half or whatever since uh, about September 12th. This is where he's got to get back to. Now, again, tonight, beautiful. Walk. Next one, home run. Next play appearance after that, hit a triple. Hopefully this gets him going. Hopefully. Hopefully he can put back-to-back games together, and hopefully Craig Council doesn't sit him tomorrow after he finally gets himself up off the schneid tonight uh, and gets going a little bit here. Hopefully they continue to play him uh, tomorrow. That's what I'm hoping for. Now, whether or not that happens, we'll have to wait and see tomorrow. Tim Allen uh, back tomorrow as well here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show. Right back here in the Lakeland University studios tomorrow. So the Brewers, after that home run, went up 4-1. Brewers then get it to 5-1 on a sacrifice fly uh, by Avi Garcia. And that ends up being your final uh, on the night. And while we're at it, we might as well just uh, quickly go inside the box score. Who stood out in tonight's game for the crew? Who didn't have such a great night? Let's find out the answers as we go inside the box. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. All right, let's go inside the box score here. Uh, For the Brewers, Colton Wong, one of two, two runs scored, a walk, 
Or I should say a couple of walks, two runs and a hit, and one RBI. He's now up to uh, 274, a 335 on base percentage. Willie Adamas, one for four, a run scored, two RBIs and a strikeout. He's now at 264, the 338 on base percentage. Christian Yelich, two for three, two runs scored, an RBI and a walk. He's now uh, hitting 245. The 358 on base percentage. And and again, the on base percentage has come down from his 370 days or 380 days when he was hitting that. Uh, that on base percentage was so high, but just need him to go going in the worst way. Uh, Avi Garcia, zero for three with one RBI, 267, 334 on base. Omar Narvaez, 0 for with three strikeouts, 274, 351 on base. Eduardo Escobar, one for three with a walk, 247, 309. On base. That's that's not good. Uh Vogelback, one for three, had a single his first time up with one strikeout. 210, 339 on base. Jace Peterson, zero for one with a strikeout. 252, 358 on base percentage. That's why they call him on base Jace, right? Lorenzo Kane, uh, zero for two with one walk, 253, 330 on base. Uh, Eric Lauer, zero for two with a K. Nobody cares about his average and on base percentage. Let's go to the pitching lines. Eric Lauer, six and two thirds, three hits, one run, one earned, two walks, nine strikeouts, a booming 114 pitches thrown by Eric Lauer. Never would have thought he would have made it that far in the game after that 39 pitch first inning. I really didn't. I, I was like, boy, oh boy. Council says before the game, they're thin. You know, it's one of those games that happened throughout the season where your bullpen's burned a little bit and you have a short start and you play a lot of games in a row, and this is going to have to be one of those days. I, I, But again, even after that first inning, he only gave up a run but struggled uh, and then came back and just pitched great. Really did. ERA now 2-9-3, Lauer uh, with the win. Uh, Brenton Sooner came in uh, after Lauer there in the seventh, got a one-pitch out to end that inning and then pitched the eighth, one and one-third, one hit. For him, his ERA now 3.07. Josh Hader, scoreless ninth with a strikeout, ERA 1.32. Uh, the win uh, to Eric Lauer now 7-5 and five, uh, on the season, again with a 2.93 ERA. You think about this for a second here? No, I think about this. Eric Lauer is now sub-3 ERA to go along with Woodruff, Peralta, and Burns. And... We've talked about it on the big show. I've talked about it at Sparky's Midday Madness probably more than we had on the big show. Me and Plucker tend to talk a lot of Brewers. And, and I'm telling you, they got they got some decisions to make for this rotation next year, y'all. I mean, those top three, obviously. But then it's Hauser, Lauer, Ashby, those three. Because Brett Anderson, I can't imagine he's coming back. So those three are, are probably, you know, your decision to make as far as who goes in the rotation, who doesn't. And then Ethan Small on that back burner will probably be up at some point uh, during the season next year, too. So this team is just so stacked right now, starting pitching. It's beautiful. And I'm so glad to have been wrong on Eric Lauer. Uh, so the Brewers get the win 5-1. Magic number uh, is now 2 for the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, I said earlier, uh, Tim Allen, he was uh, out and about uh, an American family field. First game he's been to, I believe... Uh, since the pandemic, uh, all got going here. So let me see if I can uh, go back here. Here we go. So Tim Allen, uh, video, uh, right before the game starts in the parking lot. Great to be back. First time in American Family Field since September of 2019. Go Brewers. Okay, fine. Uh, then 
uh, an hour later. The crowd's here, American Family Field, ready to explode. Let's get some runs. Special thanks to John and Glendale. Awesome seats. You rock from at Tim Allen Rants. Tim Allen then, after uh, the onslaught of homers there in the third, tweets out inventory through three. Homers by Wong, Willie, and Yelly. Four Miller High Lifes. One brought nachos. Hashtag to be continued. All right. 45 minutes ago, inventory update. Five beers, three of them tall boys, one double Bacardi Coke, one brat, 14 or so bathroom breaks, nachos, only one sig, uh, sadly, three Brewers homers, great company, and great seats for one Tim Allen. The last week, 13 minutes ago, no surprise to me, start your A lineup and get a victory, says... The host of this show, Tim Allen, who will be back tomorrow night out celebrating the birthday uh, today. That's strong work. Yeah, it's 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 pretty impressive. And now, if I know Tim, and I don't know, I mean, he's 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 getting old, um, like me. I, I have more gray hair than he does, actually. Uh, but either way, he's getting old. But I mean, it, old Tim Allen. Now, this would conclude the beginning portion of your night. It's yeah, you know, it's twenty after ten. Now you, you get in the car with whoever your designated driver is. I'm sure he's got somebody. And, and then you make the journey back to K-Town, and then the bar scene begins, right? So yep, now you hit yep. your two or three bars, and then you always end up back at your home bar, which, whew, that home bar is. <laughs> Rough. Hey, man, it used to be my home bar. I, I've walked back to his house drunk before many a night. So nice. I, I, that home bar used to be my home bar. I can get down with it. So He'll end up there and then get some food at the end of the night before, you know, he goes to sleep and has to be back in here tomorrow night. So you can get a nice long nap, you know, old people nap. So that's a thing. But in, in fairness to Tim, he's napped for as long as I've known him. So that's not an old thing. Nothing uh, wrong with naps. No, no. I I, I, I get down naps. Like, I, I, I like my naps. Now, the other thing I like is Carlos Gomez. Now, I, I, I was on Twitter and I was active. When Gallardo got in there, I was like, okay, this is cool, Giovanni Gallardo. All right, this is fine. And then when Brian Anderson said, hey, and still to come, Carlos Gomez, I took to Twitter. I said, hey, y'all, like, Gomez is coming up here at some point, so be ready, Valley Sports Wisconsin. Because anytime Carlos Gomez talks, I pay attention. People are tweeting at me, hey, Sparky, there's college football. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I know. Two things. One, Carlos Gomez is talking about sports Wisconsin. That takes precedence over college football. Number two, I'm hosting the post-game show, so I probably should watch the game. So those two things take precedence over college football. And C, the Badgers aren't playing. So whatever. They play at 11 o'clock against Notre Dame. You can watch all this other stuff. And again, I get it, right? If you're a gambler and you're down with that and you've got money all over the place, totally understand. Do it to it. Enjoy your college football. Fine with me. But tonight... It was about Carlos Gomez in that booth. That, that's, that's what it was about tonight for me. Uh, and first off, I mean, they, they talked about a lot. He wasn't in the booth nearly as long as Giovanni Gallardo because the Brewers are, what was he in the top? No, they were in the bottom of the, bottom of the uh, inning when Gomez was in there. Uh, and so they didn't bat around nearly as long as they did when Gallardo was in there. But either way, Gomez still got a lot out. So first, talking with Brian Anderson at Rock and Valley Sports Wisconsin, Gomez talks about why he chose to retire as a member of the Milwaukee Brewers earlier today it's my house it's my house you know me i play for for many teams but you know play here almost six years i feel like i play my whole entire career here you know the fans uh the teammates the front office and you guys always you know 
when I'm doing good, when I'm doing bad. I remember early in my years here, I'm not, I'm not doing like, like uh, everybody wants me to see. But you guys always, you know, spec, always push me like, no, you're gonna be good. You're gonna be like, you, you're the guy, you're the man. And um, fine, I, one year I click, and I'm gonna start doing good for the team and help it to win a lot of games. And, um, you know, it's amazing. Like, um, uh, this city for me is, everybody recognize me when talking about baseball, they know me because of Brewers. It's not like uh, when another team, but when they talk about go-go, they say, you play for the Brewers. <laughs> you play with a team, they drink yeah. a lot of beers. And I say, yes. <laughs> so true. I mean, look at the host of the postgame show. He's out there slamming beers tonight at American Family Field. And by the way, that still feels weird to say, just for the, just, just to say. I, I think we only screwed it up once a whole season, but still feels weird to say American Family Field. Either way, uh, so there's Carlos Gomez saying, it's his house. It's my house. I'm so, again, Gary Ellerson on the big show is on Instagram. Leroy is on Instagram. I'm not. But whenever Gomez posts something on Instagram that's relatively amusing or funny, I always get to see it because Gary's like, Sparky, you got to see what he posted now. Sparky, you got to see what he's posting now. And it's, you know, Carlos singing or dancing or having a good time, living his best life. The man just puts a smile on your face. Bally Sports Wisconsin, in fact, if you go to their Twitter account, I retweeted it from my Twitter account at Sparky Radio 2. Uh, Tom Hardricourt retweeted it. Uh, a bunch of people did. They put together a montage, uh, Jeff Orlovsky producing tonight. You remember the small girl that originally had the encounter with Carlos Gomez years ago, uh, and she like, started crying and bawling, oh, yeah. oh my God, Carlos Gomez. Okay, so he... Hooked up with her, older now, obviously, and got a picture with her uh, before the game today. And she is sitting in the seats down uh, close to the field and the whole deal or whatever. So they did they did a montage on Valley Sports Wisconsin of the, of the now, what, three encounters, four encounters, whatever it is, of him and her. So that, that was pretty cool as well. And again, that just goes back to Gomez the dude, man. I mean... Yeah, you may you may have gotten mad at him like some of us did when he struck out and fell over and all that. But that's who that dude was. Like the one thing about Gomez that I don't know if we ever really questioned. Maybe we did. I I don't think so. Was effort, man. That dude just played hard all the time. Yeah. He just played hard. Like he was out there to to play. And kind of like Giannis uh, in basketball, or Russell, Russell Westbrook, or Allen Iverson, or I, I tend to think of basketball players more than I do baseball players, but those guys, Craig Council played hard. Scooter Jeanette plays hard. I mean, there are certain guys that just always play hard and are full go and aren't dogging it or anything like that, and Gomez was one of those guys. And, and- he was, and the cool thing with him is that you could tell how much fun and how much just sheer love he had for the game. And you're 100% right. Anytime you listen to him, see him, watch him play, he always puts a smile on your face. Yeah, it, it's just so much fun. When you say, when you say Carlos Gomez, everybody just smiles like, dude, that dude, yep, man. But it, whether it's, you know, you, you know, somebody trying to mimic his swing or talking about big moments by Gomez or things that he said, uh, all of that stuff is good. All right, so Gomez is still, again, up in the booth. Brian Anderson and Rock on Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Uh, and... 
Brian Anderson, I think it was Brian Anderson, t- talked about, you know, the big breakout year and how that whole thing uh, came about, how he finally kind of figured it out, I guess. I mean, like, um, this is my third season, my first season. In 2010, when I get traded here, I play, and I not did like like I want to and what I prepared for. So in 2011, I got hurt, and I have a, that conversation when run. Yeah, run, run. And I yeah. told Ron, hey, Ron, I'm tired to be that player. I know I can be better than that. I want to swing. They say, but you be swinging every day. No, I want to swing. I want to swing <laughs> like a, if he, I miss the ball, I want to fall down. This, 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 I feel that I can be better. And he say, I don't know about that, but just try nothing to lose. And now uh, we have that conversation when, when dog too. Yeah. And I'm after that, we start doing the leg kick. And um, helmet flies on. Yeah. Helmet flying on. Oh, here's oh, yeah. Yeah. the left field. Pretty well hit. Going to be caught just shy of the wall. So I, I start build confidence. And then the next year, they bring the Ramis Ramirez back. Oh, yes. And I learn uh, about, you know, the approach, the way that he got the leg kick and the way he timed the ball. And I'm going to start learning and see it and analyze it myself and everything but the main thing is that run run and keep mm-hmm. trust in what i'm saying and support me like let's go let's I do love it that. i love that story it's a great story uh and I, I love that story too i guess i didn't realize again that courtesy of valley sports wisconsin uh tonight i, I guess i didn't realize the impact that aramis ramirez had on carlos gomez I knew the Renicky part of the story. We've heard that before. At least I've heard that before about Renicky and him just having a conversation and Renicky just saying, don't worry about it. Like, just go do you then. Don't worry about trying to get the ball on the ground, run fast and all that, because that's what it was. Like he said that the first year or so, that's what they wanted him to do. Get the ball on the ground, use your speed, don't try and hit home runs. And then he just got frustrated coming off that injury. So I just, just let me be me. It'll work. Trust me. Renicky said, fine, let's go. By the way, I... I, I don't know if this is an old person thing or not, but you know, I'm almost fully gray nowadays. It's been noted on the radio several times. I saw a picture of Gomez and Ranicky. He is fully gray. So that that made me feel a little bit better. I, I'm not the only <laughs> one getting really old at this point. But but the, the I haven't seen Tim Allen, well, God, over what, a year, year and a half or whatever it's been since I've seen uh, Tim Allen last, I think. Still not one gray hair. Uh, no, no, I saw the video today. No. no. He doesn't appear as tan as he usually is at this time of the year normally, which is a little bit surprising. I don't know why that is. Normally he is like the most tan person in the world. Didn't appear as tan uh, in the video. Maybe it's just the video and the lighting in the video because it was kind of dusk when they took it. Uh, okay, so one more clip for you uh, from Carlos Gomez here. So then the other thing that came up was uh, Brian Anderson talking about, or was it Rock? Maybe it was Rock, one of them. Uh, brought up the fact of, all right, what, what's what's that one moment that really kind of stands out to you, right? What was that one big moment that stood out uh, to you uh, in your career as a member of the Milwaukee Brewers? I mean, for me, like the best that I'm never gonna forget is that game. Yeah. That that game that we win. Oh yeah. And uh, that I scored that run. I remember that I'm not started the game. That. Can I just say something? That's literally how he started answering the question. That game, that game that we win. And Brian Anderson, God bless his soul, is going, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Nobody knew what he was talking about. He said that game that we win. It could have been one of a million games that he played. 
God bless Brian. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what game you're talking about. Come on, stop. <laughs> oh, you did not. All right, anyways, I'm sorry. I had to say, because I was thinking, I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? But then it all gets clarified as he continues. Here you go. Hey, bro, I'm so excited because you remember that I came from the broken collarbone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, they know use me a lot, so they put me for defense, and they make a few runs. They tie the game. I had the opportunity to hit. I hit a base hit. I stole the bat, and Nadia came and hit that head, uh, and I'm a score. And I see everybody. I see Atanasi jumping in the field. <laughs> I see the, the fans go crazy. We're all going five, game five yeah, right. of the NLPS. And, and I'm going like this, like, whoa, when I'm looking around, like, yeah, and I get shield. I'm still, I, I still have emotional every time that I put that highlight at home because I need to show it to my yeah. kids, like, hey, this is what I used to do. That was daddy. That was amazing. Amazing indeed, that NLDS game five. Tony Plush. Uh, Niger Morgan uh, with the, that big hit to Scar Carlos Gomez and again game five the NLDS that was just great like I I, I could have listened to Gomez talk with Brian Anderson and Rock the whole game like they I'm sure Carlos Gomez could have filled it up with stories and whatever I really thought that it could have went on forever but I, I was very happy at the half inning uh, that we got out of Carlos Gomez there. So then it, it was, all right, so what exactly are we going to do on the postgame show? Because there's no Tim Allen tonight. I, I'm i filling in. And the game was relatively over pretty quickly. And the losing streak ends. Woohoo! Magic number is two. Yeah, baby. Uh, closer to a division title, which is great because Tim will be here when they win the division and he can celebrate with everybody, and that's how it should be. Um, so that's good uh, as well. In the past, on shows that I have worked on, uh, and shows that Tim have worked on, uh, we've we've messed around and done like uh, appreciation days, right? Uh, if uh, a Rami Makloff, you know, was feeling like unappreciated, or whatever. All right, Rami Makloff appreciation day today, everybody. All right, call and tell Rami how much you love him, whatever. Right? We've done that. We've done it with all different guys uh, throughout. We did it with Gary Ellerson one time, or one or two times, probably in the history of the Big Show. So we've done it for different people. So I wanted to do this. Now, I will tell you, I do radio. That does not mean that I am always great with the English language, as you all well know. Having said that, I don't know how to phrase the question. So I'm just going to explain to you what I want, and then it's up to you to call in and tweet in, and then Jeff can phrase the question however he wants on Twitter and put a nice little picture with it of maybe Carlos Gomez or whatever for something from today. This is what I want to know. Because this weekend... Uh, is about the Wall of Honor, right? So you got Giovanni, you got Gomez, you got K-Rod. Renneke was in the house uh, today. Chris Narvison was in the house today. Bunch of the old Brew Crew guys all here. By the way, they're showing it on TV. Excellent touch uh, by Craig Council uh, and Mark Antonasio. I don't know whose idea it was. Doug Melvin was in the house. I don't know whose idea it was, but to have the whole team walk out behind those guys uh, on the field after the first pitch, behind Gomez uh, and Gallardo, uh, and take that picture uh, with the whole team behind him. I thought that was sweet, right? I mean, that was awesome. So good good job by the Brewers. Classy move. So anyway, so it's Euchre weekend. Carlos Gomez, all those guys uh, in the house tonight. Ron Ranicky. So Tim Allen is not here. It's his birthday. He's off today. So this is what I want to know. What person associated with Brewers baseball over the course of 
your time watching the Brewers, listening to the Brewers, whatever else, what person or people do you really appreciate as a fan? Like, can you just get down with? Right? So, Bob Euchre, I'm thinking for some of you, it's going to be Bob Euchre. Like, dude, I, you know, when Euchre comes on the radio, I know baseball is here. I know it's time for the Brewers. Whatever. I'll never forget that call by Euchre. Maybe Euchre's that guy that you truly appreciate. Maybe it's Carlos Gomez, that guy that, you know, played hard, would run through walls or do whatever and, and give it his all when he was out there. Maybe Gomez is one of those guys that you appreciate. Maybe if you're older, Robin Young was that guy. Who are those people? Players, announcers, uh, post-game hosts, I guess, Tim Allen, I, you know, can get thrown in there, or TV personalities uh, in the city uh, that, that talk Brewers baseball or whatever. Who are those guys you truly appreciate as Brewer fans uh, is part of your Brewer fandom that you get down with? That you're like, you know, I really appreciate these dudes uh, uh, or whoever over the course of my time as a Brewer fan. So, Orlowski, how are you going to phrase that as a question on Twitter? Because I, I don't know how to do it. Uh, that was a whole lot of word salad, but... Uh... That's what I'm saying. I don't know how to make it one question. <laughs> that's my point. So, that's why I said, I'll do my best, and Jeff can figure out the rest on his side of it. Because I, I honestly don't know how to phrase it. But that's what I want to get. I want to get a, a smorgasbord of answers from all you fans, Brewer fans, that listen to this post-game show, as far as those people that you truly appreciate. With Euchre... Maybe or maybe not this being his last year and this being his weekend. Gomez in town, Gallardo in town, uh, and so forth. Yound and Molitor doing autograph signs out of Waukesha sports cards. All this other stuff going on with all these people in town. Figured tonight it's the night. Who are those people associated with the Brewers? Players, coaches, managers, announcers, whatever else over the course of time that you truly appreciated uh, as a Brewer fan, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 a.m. The fan. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on the fan. Well, play of the game. I don't know. There's a bunch to pick from here. Home runs all over the place. Colton Wong with the leadoff homer, seventh uh, for him. So you got that. William Thomas, two-run shot. Got that one. But I don't know, man. A guy that, that, that's that been struggling, a guy that I was mighty mad at earlier today uh, and fed up with, uh, that is, that's Christian Yelich. Uh, when I was, we were talking with Tim on the Wendy's Big Show, I was not so happy with Christian Yelich. And Yelich delivered big time today. Had a walk in his first at bat, and his second bat did this. Like it's uh, oh. my lungs gone too. Yelich sends it deep left center, and that one's gone. He you know, you got to stay in this game. You know that, don't you? Right. Boy, Christian Yelich with a left center field homer to make it four to one Brewers. A uh, big home run there again, back to back. That was coming off of the Willie Adamas two run shot that made it four one. That was Giovanni Gallardo there. Uh, and the Brewers go on to win 5-1 tonight. Magic number now two. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer filling in tonight for the franchise. Tim Allen off for his birthday. Asking you, you know, what person or people associated with the Brewers, players, coaches, uh, announcers, whatever the case may be, 
And you think of Brewers baseball and your time watching Brewers baseball that you're truly appreciative of, right? So, Euchre's last weekend, uh, rest, regular season weekend, 50 years uh, with the club. I think Euchre's got to be a top of mind for a lot of people. Maybe not. Maybe you've got other people uh, that, that you're really appreciative of. So, it's a, an appreciation night here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Post Game Show. 414-799-1250. Tweet us. Uh, at 1250 a.m. The fan. Let's go to Omar, leaving American Family Field after a Brewers victory. What's up, Omar? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. Uh, for me, I got two, man. It was Prince Fielder and Ricky Weeks, man. Being an African-American guy, um, I got a son who actually plays baseball to have some guys, impact guys that, that look like him that he can relate to um, was awesome, man. So to have them guys and have them get interested in baseball and stay in it, as you know, you know, in the in, in African-American community, um, Baseball is down. So to have some guys that he can relate to on the field and make an impact, and, um, you know, that's when our kind of – the Brewers kind of turned around and started winning games and started going to the playoffs. That was big. Let me ask you a question. Do you th- What do you think needs to happen in order to turn that around uh, as far as to get more participation in the African-American community for baseball? I, I mean, I think a lot of it is funding. I mean, um, having the facilities and having the um, – uh, people around to, that can teach the game. And um, along with that, shout-out to Yelich, man. He just donated some money down to Beckham State for the Little League, uh, where my son, you know, played, where I played. Um, it's right down the street from the stadium. Um, he, he donated some money to redo them dugouts and um, rejuvenate down there. So shout-out to him for doing that. Yeah, I saw the picture on uh, social media, on Twitter. I think it got tweeted out. Very cool stuff by him for sure. Omar, thanks for the call. That's what I'm saying. Everybody can be appreciative in different ways of different people. Fielder in weeks for him uh, has a special place in his heart. Prince Fielder, not a fan of mine. But either way. Uh, so that that is something for Omar. So who is it for you? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 a.m. The Fan. TC in Glendale. You're next on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show with me, Steve Sparky Fiverr. What's up, TC? Sparky, it is a pleasure to hear you on this show once again. It's been a while, man. It's been a I while. Know. I know. And 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 I'm happy for what's going on in your life, and I'm happy you're still with this radio station. And that is who I want to thank first and foremost, WSSP, the post game show. Sparky, I was listening to you guys back when it was you and Doug doing mornings. Oh yeah, so you you were you were back early on and almost in the incarnation. That was uh, right after uh, we moved on from the morning show I was associated with before that, and we were in transition, which right. later became Mike Wicket uh, with Doug Russell. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then um, I know it has, doesn't have much to do with the Brewers, but Hank Hammer and Hank is part of Milwaukee. That's so good because I thought you were going to say Hank the dog, and I was getting concerned. That's good. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Go no, ahead, no, TC. No. That's good. I was a little concerned, but you finished out nicely. Go ahead. And then, and then I want to. And then it, you like him or you don't like him, Bud Selig. He kept yeah. the team here. Yep, he did. Absolutely, and they got a whole great tribute to him at the park uh, and that whole deal. And I had a, a little. Um, I don't know. Let's call it a tirade, necessarily, but I I, I spoke on Bud Selig. Uh, and Herb Cole uh, yesterday, I believe it was, in the first part of Midnight Madness in the first 15 minutes. I've I've always said that I believe Bud Selig was a better commissioner of baseball than he was an owner of the Brewers. Uh, and a lot of people will debate me on that, which is fine. But the one thing you can't take away from Bud or from Herb is they kept pro sports in Milwaukee. And in Bud's case, it legitimately 
did not have to be in Milwaukee. Uh, and he fought tooth and nail and did everything he could to get it back to Milwaukee after it left the first time. So he definitely gets a pat on the back for that one for sure. Exactly. And then for for him, I don't know if he was agreed with it or didn't agree with it, but bringing Miller Park into the pitcher, I mean, that was awesome. And that brought other people here from other cities. He had to, I think, he had to get that done in order to be able to sell the team. He, and keep the team here. I, I guess right. there's twofold, right? A, to get the value up to sell the team, A, and B, to assure that it was going to be here for a while by locking the new owner into that stadium. Right. That exactly. was all part of it. And I'll never forget that night, man. I, when that vote was going on that night and Yount was in Madison and Euchre was in Madison and everybody yeah. was up there trying to get somebody to change a vote and they eventually got the dude in Racine to do just that. Um, and then eventually he lost his political seat and all of that, but... Now, right. years later, after all this hubbub, and people were still not going to games, years after it was made, still being all mad that they had to pay a tax on it, I haven't heard much of that complaining uh, recently about that stadium. So right. that's good. Okay. TC, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, that, that stadium's beautiful. It is. They did a great job, and Rick Schlesinger and his guys, again, a lot of you all don't probably know Rick Schlesinger. You've heard him on the radio or whatever else, but... What what that guy has done over the course of time, uh, from a marketing and business standpoint, uh, for the owner of this baseball team is truly remarkable in my mind, uh, and really has done a great great job with with inside that organization, of really even when you know they weren't playing at a World Series level or whatever, coming up with the marketing and promo ideas to try to keep putting butts in seats and doing all that, and Schlesinger is definitely somebody that I. I'm appreciative for uh, in being with this Brewers franchise uh, as long as he has because he's another guy that I'm pretty sure probably could have got up and probably went somewhere else at any point uh, if he wanted to because I'm sure he's probably sought after around Major League Baseball, and he has stayed, uh, and that is uh, a very cool thing for this Brewers organization. So who are you appreciative of? I got somebody on Twitter. Uh, let me see here so I read the right person's name. Whiskey Brackers. I've never heard of Whiskey Brackers on Twitter, but Whiskey Brackers – uh, tweets at 12.50 a.m. The Fan and at Sparky Radio. Molly. Absolutely. Paul Molitor. That's one that, that he's very appreciative of. And I know Molitor uh, obviously had a huge fan base when he was here. Who are you most appreciative of? Of, you know, people with inside the Brewers organization and so forth over the course of time doing this because Gomez and Gallardo and these guys are back this weekend. They're celebrating Euchre this weekend. Tim Allen, uh, for me, uh, is the biggest Brewers fan I've ever known in my life. And I'm very appreciative of Tim uh, in all the years he's done this post-game show and done it at a high, high, high level. I mean, you you could have put people on other post-game shows around this city and they weren't going to do it as good as Tim. Uh, and I still don't think anybody could do it as well as Tim does his post-game show. So I'm appreciative of Tim Allen. Brewers win 5-1 over the New York Mets. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer filling in for the franchise, Tim Allen. Jeff Orlovsky, other side of the glass, Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show here on The Fan. Where did this one turn? It's time for the turning point of the game. This is the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Brewers get the win 5-1 tonight over those New York Mets. Steve Sparky Fiber with you. We broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms 
lakeland.edu. Jeff Orlovsky producing tonight. Tim Allen off for his birthday. Uh, He was uh, at the Brewers game tonight, enjoying a Brewers victory, snapping that losing streak tonight. Brewers magic number now two. Combination of Brewers losses and Brewers wins, I should say, and Cardinals losses. Brewers get back at it uh, tomorrow night. Cardinals get back at it against the Cubs tomorrow as well. At Wrigley Field after taking both games uh, against the Cubs uh, earlier today in a doubleheader. Turning point of the game, well, for me, uh, in a 1-1 game, this big two-run shot changed the game, and uh, the Brewers never looked back. Willie Adamas at the plate, Wong at first, and Adamas in the air, center field, well hit, Nemo's going back, he leaps, Brewers take the lead on Adamas' 23rd of the year. All right, so that highlight courtesy of Bally's Sports Wisconsin uh, with Brian Anderson and Rock on the call. Asking you who or what group of people, whatever, there doesn't have to be one. You could have several. Are you most appreciative of uh, within this Brewers organization or have been associated with the Brewers or whatever the case may be? I want to hear from you. Let's talk. Let's have some positive talk. There's been so much negative talk around this team for the last week or so. They get a win. Let's keep it positive. Let's keep the energy going in that way going into a weekend here. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Uh, Brew Crew 24-24 says, For me, CC Sabathia. What he did while he was here was absolutely incredible. Plus, you can't leave out Braun either. He had so many clutch hits to get his back into the postseason. After such a long drought, hey, no question, right? So, uh, Sabathia, again, back then I was in the clubhouse damn near every day uh, getting interviews for our on-deck show back when we used to do a pregame show, uh, and I did the Midday Madness show from like 9 to 11. So, I, I was the one that made the most sense to get off the air and go straight there and, and do the pregames or whatever the case may be. Um and it was it was like salt of the earth, good. Like there, there's, I don't know what other way to put it. Just like everybody loves CC Sabathia, and the way this city city fell in love with him when they made that deal to get him uh, was truly remarkable. And you remember when they had those jersey shirts? They put them out uh, inside the team store. I think they were sold out with like in an hour or something crazy like that. They were gone. People chanting his name uh, back then. They had, I forgot how many consecutive sellouts in a row at that stadium when the Brewers were on that run in the second half of that season. Can I bring something up here? I said I didn't want to be negative tonight, but can I just, I'm going to bring something up. Jeff, um, because I don't, you know, I don't get to listen to all the postgame shows. You do, you and Evan Heffelfinger, you know, do the postgame shows. Yeah. Has Tim Allen brought up the lack of people at these games at any point? <laughs> uh, yeah, he has. And uh, every time we talk about it, you know, I get uh, people just killing me on Twitter for it. But, yeah. So this is my thing. Um, so I, I know from experience of doing the postgame show for a decade with Tim that every time we would bring this up in April or May, it was, well, the kids are in school. Right. Fair point. Kids, kids don't have school tomorrow. No, I saw empty sections of seats at that game tonight. Yeah, there was only twenty-seven thousand. I, I, I don't. At some point, I'm not going to do it tonight. I ain't doing it tonight. I may do it on Madness, Big Show. Tim can do it on his show if he wants. I, I think you know people always talk about Packer fans being spoiled. 
Maybe Brewer fans are spoiled a little bit. Maybe we're becoming like Atlanta Braves fans where it's like, yeah, whatever. Another playoff appearance. I'm not going to worry about it. It's the playoffs. Then I'll go. I'll be there in the postseason. Maybe it just doesn't mean as much because they've been so far out in front. There's not that chase to really get behind because they've dominated this division all year. So it's kind of bored people to death. Like, okay, four years in a row, back in the playoffs again. This is normal. Normal stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll get my tickets. Excuse me. I'll get my tickets and I'll be there in the postseason. I think that might be part of it. Yeah, you know, it is surprising to me because, you know, after being locked down for two years, you give me an excuse to go anywhere and I'm in. Well, and it's outside. I mean, it's, well, yeah. Again, I mean, I I get the the whole COVID thing because again, I I'm one of those people who are still wearing masks inside and all that. So I get the whole thing of you know if it's a small confined area or whatever, totally understand. But this is a larger area outside for the most part when they have the roof open, which right. has been open most of the summer. Um, and you can go outside, tailgate, enjoy yourself, whatever. But either way, wh- whatever the reason may be, but, I'm just a little surprised by that we're in September with a chance to clinch a division here against the Cardinals, and I'm seeing sections of seats empty. And tonight, again, not the Cardinals. You desperately need to stop a losing streak and sections of seats uh, open again tonight, and it's not a school night. So okay, I, well, and it's there's only two more home games left this season. Correct, and I bet you the next two will be sellouts. I bet. Well, we'll see. That, you that's know. my guess. Bronze coming back. You have the Euchre uh, bobbleheads. One of which is a talking bobblehead. The other one is a WWE bobblehead of Euchres. Um, so I, yeah, I hope so. I, I so. hope so. You know, when you got a team that's thirty games over five hundred. They deserve sellouts. Hell yes, they do. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. All right. Appreciative. Who are you appreciative of uh, concerning this Brewers team? A bunk tweets at Sparky Radio and at 1250 AM. The fan thankful for BA and Rock's broadcast. Just something about them that makes Brewers baseball what it is. I remember when Brian Anderson first took the microphone for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, I'm not old. He had worked at the Golf Channel. He'd done minor league baseball. And I remember Tim Allen and I talking because the one thing you may or may not know about Tim Allen is he is about as critical as they come when it comes to announcers for numerous reasons, one of which he's been one his whole life as far as behind a microphone and what he likes and dislikes. And everybody has their own opinion uh, as far as how good somebody is. More times than not, Tim and I will agree on who we like and who we don't like. Once in a while, we may disagree, but for the most part, we will agree. And when Brian took kind of took over, it was, yeah, he's good. He's a little, maybe he's a little stiff, right? I mean, he's, he's going to come around. He's going to loosen up here, you know, as he gets going. And my God. I mean, I I don't know if Brian Anderson ever does it one way or the other, but I would love to hear a, a, a Brian Anderson game from like his first year, that those first couple of weeks, Brian Anderson, to like Brian Anderson now, who does every sport known to man on every national broadcast uh, across the country. It, it's just truly amazing. He is so, so, so good. The man easily could have left at any point for any other job he wanted, and he stays. Now, again, not doing as many games as he did when he first got here because he's got all these other responsibilities, like he'll be running off, you know, runs off to do the national baseball games, and then you've got uh, NBA playoffs and all this other stuff, which he should be doing because he's good enough to be doing them. Uh, but very appreciative that he is still here, w- without question. Uh, Brian uh, tweets at 1250 AM, the fan and at Sparky Radio, just 
uh, a, a, a gif of uh, Bob Euchre celebrating uh, in the clubhouse. Without question, Euchre is definitely one of them. John and Franklin, oh, a rare bird. He is a rare bird. I don't know if you follow John from Franklin on Twitter, uh, but a very rare bird. And he says he is thankful for the Gary Sheffield trade. Yeah. That's that. That's the one dude who I just wish that all would have worked out. Because that, that dude, if that would have worked out, everything could have been different. Like, if that would have worked out and he would have been cool and would have been okay being here, you don't have the 26-year playoff job. I firmly believe that. The guy was a phenomenal talent. But you brought him up young. The whole fitting in thing and all that didn't work. And, yeah, that was not good. Nate tweets at 1250 AM, the fan at Sparky Radio. Gorman Thomas. <laughs> he tweets me, I think it. I think it's a baseball card. I can't tell. It looks like a picture. I think it's a card of Gorman Thomas, and it's the Winnick County Police Department presents the 1983 Milwaukee Brewers. That is amazing. I've never seen that before. That is truly, truly uh, amazing. Uh, Ronnie Spatial tweets at 1250 AM, the fan, and at Sparky Radio, Jeff Cirillo. Yes. Cirillo, definitely a fan favorite uh, for many a years. Cirillo is a guy that you hear stories about, um, and I think he's admitted to it himself over the course of time, of being those dudes that always had to be almost perfect a little bit, right? That that whole the game of baseball is a, a game of failure thing, I don't think really meshed all that well with Cirillo's personality and who he was necessarily. That was probably something that he he probably fought a little bit because he really was all about, you know, being sure he's getting those hits and going and so forth. And that's obviously what made him a very good uh, baseball player uh, for a long time. Deepak 94, Yount, Molitor, Cooper, Fielder. First mention of Cooper. And definitely, no question, uh, Cooper uh, deserves uh, mention because he is definitely one of fan favorites uh as well. Robin Yount, obviously, uh, getting another one. GC4 tweets at 1250 AM. The fan Euchre easily with Fielder and Braun rounding out the top three. If Pipe Bomb is on, tell him you're not the only one. Uh, think Sparky tonight. Hashtag go crew. But what does that mean? Why is he going at you, Pipe Bomb? I don't understand. If Pipe Bomb is on, tell him you're not the only one. Uh, you're not the only think Sparky tonight or thanks Sparky tonight. Is that what he meant? Thanks Sparky tonight. I, I don't, I don't know what he meant. I have no idea. Sorry for screwing that up. I uh, got some more tweets uh, coming in here. Got a lot of people on Twitter. I love this. This is to me, this is what it's all about right here. Um, <laughs> Drunk David Stearns. Hey, Sparky radio and at 1250 AM, the fan, the Brewers player that holds a special place in my heart is Billy Joe Robido for having the best name in Brewers history. I have a Billy Joe Robodeau card. Yes, I do. I don't know. Again, that's another dude. Now, I was young when Billy Joe Robodeau was doing his thing, and Joey Meyer was doing his thing, right? Young guy back then. But it was hard as a young guy not to be a fan of Billy Joe Robodeau or Joey Meyer. It was just, yeah, big Billy Joe Robodeau fan myself. Uh, Patty Lynn tweets at 1250 AM, the fam. I've been a Brewers fan for a long time. 
I was nine when the Brewers had their World Series appearance. I was a big Molitor fan. However, at Real Carlos Gomez will forever hold a special place in my heart. He was the epitome of the cliche. Just happy to be here. Never took one game for granted. That is Patty Lynn tweeting at 1250 AM, the fan and at Sparky radio. Great one. Great one. Again, I, I Gomez had a big fan base. My girl, she's got Carlos Gomez Jersey. She wears that. She doesn't have many. She's got a Lucroy one and a Gomez, Carlos Gomez one. Those are the two jerseys that she's owned uh, to this point. Uh, Carl, a tweet at 1250 AM, the fan for me, it's at Tim Allen rants easily. His passion for the team is contagious. For all the ups and downs over the years, he's right there celebrating or with us or helping us get through it. A major part of the Brewers' experience for me. You know, when we, um, and and thanks for that tweet. I'll just, I'm sure I've told this story before on the air, but when this whole thing started, this postgame show, and that first year I wasn't a part of it. Stu Waddles was involved, Zach Grimm. Uh, was involved in Tim Allen. They were the original uh, post-game show that first year, and then I came on in, in year two and did it for a decade-plus or whatever with Tim. But when, when that post-game show started, um, the main reason it started was, at that point, Tim was uh, doing his other job at another radio station uh, and then was coming up here uh, and doing fill-in work up here and and so forth. And he was all over me. He's like, Stevie, dude, we got to do a postgame show. Like, there isn't one. Nobody does a call-in postgame show after Brewers games. And he was right. There there wasn't one uh, at all. And, you know, for me, growing up as a Brewers fan, never had that. Never had that opportunity. So, for me and Tim, after Brewers games, we would always just call each other or if we were at the game together, talk about the game on the way home and kind of did our own little show on the phone with each other going back and forth about what happened in the game. And when we decided to do it, our boss at the time told Tim, like, yo, okay, you can do it, but I I bet you halfway during the season it'll be the end of it because nobody cares about this team pretty much, and you're just going to be kind of wasting your time. Like, didn't think it was going to last. Surely didn't think it was going to last. What are we at? 16, 17 years now for this postgame show with Tim doing it. And when we started, Tim was about – Man, I just want to do it, you know, I think the original goal of Tim's was five years. If I just could do this five years, that would be amazing. right? If I could just get five years in, I'd be just ecstatic. And then once you got five in, boy, oh boy, if I could do it for another five, that would, and that's kind of how it just keeps going. And I know if I wasn't here uh, and wasn't doing this, uh, and I was a, a Brewer fan, I'd always be listening, especially if I was a kid growing up. Like, I used to listen to Bob Euchre and Pat Hughes all the time. When the Brewers were on the West Coast, living in Kenosha, man, I'd have a little AM transistor radio snuck under my pillow so my mom and dad didn't know it, and a little earpiece headphone thing, and I'd have it in my ear, and I'd listen to them play the Angels or the A's or whoever it was in the American League back at that time. At night, all the time. Huge Brewers fan. Always have been. So I'm just glad um, that Tim's postgame show uh, has been able to go as long as it has because he does a great job with it, like I said. It's his birthday today, so uh, again, happy birthday to Tim, and that's why he's off and he got to see uh, be at a Brewer's victory at American Family Field. So just very, very proud of that show that, that Tim has done for all these years. And like he said, 
you know, the person that just uh, tweeted here. Let me make sure I, I get the uh, the name correct. And now what did I do? Here we go, Carl. Um, like Carl said, major part of the Brewers experience for me. And it's awesome. And that was kind of the goal that, you know, we would kind of be that show where, you know, Brewer fans could get down with. Now, eventually, through contract negotiations and everything else, the flagship uh, ended up mm, getting forced might be strong, but maybe getting forced uh, through contract negotiations into having to do a call-in show themselves years ago. Um, and that's how that that all came uh, to be years ago, and that's why they still do one to this day, uh, which is fine. Uh, again, Tim's is the best post-game show, and I'll go to my my grave saying that one. Uh, so, again, thanks to everybody that's listened to this post-game show over the course of time. Uh, very appreciative of each and every one of you that listen to the station, but especially Tim's post-game show because it is amazing. Uh, all right, come back. We'll hear from Craig Council. Brewers win 5-1. The magic number is 2. We'll see what the skipper of the Brewers has to say after tonight's game. Next on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show. Steve Sparky, five for in for the franchise, Tim Allen. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show on The Fan. Brewers get the win 5-1, asking you, you know, you appreciate the most your time as a Brewers fan. People have voted Euchre, Molitor, Yount. Tim Allen has had a vote or two as well. Who is it for you? Prince Fielder, Ricky Weeks had votes earlier on too. Who is it for you? Got a lot more tweets coming in at 1250 AM, the fan at Sparky Radio. Get to Craig Council. I just want to sneak another call in here. Brian on the south side, you're next on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. What's up, Brian? Hey, Sparky. Yeah, reflecting back on what you were saying earlier um, about, you know, the, the whole starting of your shows and so forth. Right. I mean, I remember when you started, you, you literally lived at that station, man. That was yeah. before you had your, your lady, before yep. you had your kids. Family, <laughs> yep. I mean, you were you were everything at that station. At one point, I was thinking about this the other day, at one point, I was doing a weekday show, Plus, I was doing the Brewers post-game show, the Packers post-game show, the Bucks post-game show, the NASCAR show. I was doing Fox 6 Friday night from high school games, uh, the 6 and the 10 o'clock news, plus calling into the scoreboard show on Friday nights for McGivern, uh, and then eventually started a bowling show. That oh. pretty much sums it all up, yeah. Man, yeah. You, I mean, you, you've really got some skin in the game there. I can, I can tell you that. Man, I'm not going anywhere. until If this <laughs> station shuts down, then I'll go down with it. If we continue on for another 20 or 30 years, then I'll be here another 20 or 30 years, I think. Yeah, man, wow. So my, my appreciation would be for the two ownership groups. Um, you know, obviously Bud Selig for getting Major League Baseball back in Milwaukee sure. in 1970. And then, you know, they, they did the right thing and sold it to uh, Aunt Nacio. And, and, I mean, I have to really give, you know, Mark credit with his ownership group. I mean, they've taken a product that they got, which was decent, you know, not the best. And they've really made it now into a consistent product the last 10 years or so here. Um, you know, and of course, this four years in a row now making the playoffs. I mean, I really have to give them credit for, for being in the smallest market in major league baseball and and keeping the product as competitive as they have yeah i I think 
both uh, are are correct. And that's it. I say, you know, he's taken a lot of flack over the course of time for being cheap or whatever. And I just don't think that's the case at all. I, I think Atanasio, the money that he's brought in for the most part, he's put back into the payroll or he's put back into the farm system one way or the other. I think he's done a fairly good job of continuing to push money in and giving David Stearns a chance or Doug Melvin a chance at competing as much as he can. Can he do a $300 million payroll? Well, of course not, because he's not in a market with TV revenue and radio revenue and everything else that allows him to do that. Well, yeah, you're, and you're right there. Uh, you had a good point, too, about the farm system. I mean, that thing got – that was pretty depleted there for, for a number of years, and, and they've got to get that uh, built back up uh, again. Um, you know, and, and they've done – I mean, they haven't brought in like a lot of the top names, but they've they've sprinkled in some some decent veterans here and there. I mean, this Adamas trade they did. I mean, I remember the first like couple days after where Adamas was just he was he was pretty bad, right? Actually, and and I was like, what in the heck were they thinking there? But uh, you know, he's well, showed us now over time. That but that even was, if you go back to the Davies tra- that Davies trade, that Travis and Trent Grisham trade, that looked awful coming into this year. And now Lauer has been unbelievable. Urias has come around to, to throw out some uh, some power numbers as well. I mean, it really has been amazing. And, in fact, uh, here's one from you. Kurt Hogue uh, from the Walkie Journal Sentinel tweeted this out. Here are the only pitchers in baseball with as many innings as Eric Lauer to have a lower ERA than Eric Lauer. Scherzer, Burns, both, uh, you know, candidates for Cyan, Lynn, uh, Rodon, Woodruff, Bueller, Peralta, Rogers, Ray, Wheeler, Quantrell, and Gosman. That's it. And Kurt Hogue says it's time for discourse uh, when it comes to Eric Lauer. No question. I mean, the dude has uh, pitched way better than anybody thought coming in. And again, another trade that people thought, well, Stern screwed that one up. Uh, no, not so fast. No, he did not. Brian, thanks for the call. It really is, man. It really, really is. It is truly amazing and when you start talking about you know people would be appreciative of david stearns is definitely one of those guys that y'all should be appreciative of man four years in a row for the postseason craig council be appreciative yes we all may not agree with lineups yes we may all not agree with what he does uh with pitching and how early he pulls a pitcher and what his bullpen moves are from game to game and all that fine but he is either the best manager in baseball or one of the best managers in baseball period you know Tim and you know me, we're never going to agree with everything a manager does. It's just not going to happen. But that doesn't mean we don't know how good somebody is. And Greg Council is damn good at what he does. David Stearns is damn good at what he does. And I forgot who somebody, one of the national guys, said that Stearns and Council probably are the best GM-manager combo in all of baseball. Period. You combine both of them, they're probably the best at what they do. And that's why all this talk of Stearns possibly going to the Mets Makes me very, very sad, and hopefully it does not happen. All right, let's hear from uh, Craig Council now, who spoke uh, earlier uh, tonight. And, of course, uh, this is what he had to say after a Brewers 5-1 win. Craig, when you consider Eric was in kind of a danger zone, pitch count-wise in the first inning, that was just a remarkable turnaround, wasn't it, to go from 39 pitches to pitching almost seven innings? It really was. Uh, you know, he he – he threw the ball well all night. You know, the the air got us in trouble. Uh, probably added, I'm not sure how many pitches it added. Felt like it had 20 pitches, maybe. Um, yeah, seven, yeah, 17. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That's probably another inning, right? Yeah. So, 
but he was, he was outstanding and, and second through seventh, um, as good as you're going to see somebody pitch, um, you know, all year, I thought he was just in command of everything and working at the top of the zone and cutter was really good tonight. Um, and he just, he continues to be a, a big key for us. And on a night when, you know, we needed length from our starter, uh, obviously the first inning made it a little precarious, but to, to deliver that after the first inning, um, the length that we, we, we really had to have it, um, just a huge effort. Craig, did you see his little index finger there? It looked like he was trying to get one more batter from you. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I, I he, I'm sure he was. And, um, I, we, I thought about it. Um, but I, I just, I, I didn't want to get to those other, to, to Baez and, um, um, Alonzo that inning and, and thought it was the right spot for Suter. Craig, isn't that a, a great example of his development though, of like not letting that inning linger and, and affect him the rest of the night? Yeah, it really is. And, and just, and even, even limiting the damage that inning, uh, just in that inning, uh, it, it's one of those innings where it's, you're starting the game and you feel like you're behind the eight ball and they got the bases loaded and, you know, you you got McCann up and if you don't make pitches there, then, you know, everything's different about that game. Um, so I, I thought he did a great job in the first inning as well. Um, and then you're right to just come out and kind of get right back on the attack, um, kind of have a really clean second inning and, and third, and then it was like, all right, his pitch counts, and it kind of got got back in order. Um, and, and you know, I thought he had, a, I thought five innings was really reasonable after after the third. And but he just he was pitching so well after the sixth, and you know, I, I just couldn't. There's no reason not to send him back out there. Craig, how about Wong's home run in terms of just getting the game back to even about after that long top of the first? Yeah, Colton had great at bats all night. I thought, I thought it was he was a real key in the first at bat. Of course, um, you know, on, on this at least in, in St. Louis, and you know we've given up runs in the first inning for the five nights, and that's you know that that's tough. Uh, we've been so been really good in the first inning. Uh, our pitchers have, and you know you're you're before you hit, you're behind, and we've we've had that for the for the last five nights. So. Um, I thought it was key to, to jump back right back to even there and um, puts energy back in the stadium and back in the dugout. Craig, it's no secret the damage that Willie did for you guys before he hurt himself and to come back and hit a big two on homer. And then also no secret that Yelly's been scuffling in September just for them to go back to back. That had to be a big boost. Oh, well, it was. I, I think those are, you know, two critical players to us. Um, you know, Willie's been swinging it good, just like a tick. He's missed a bunch just by just by a hair, um, and, and finally got one tonight. Um, and I thought Yelly hit a pretty good pitch and took a really good swing, and then later took a great swing on a, against the lefty, um, which he's, you know, was it was it is a great sign too. So big nights from from I thought it was a really big night from Christian. Um, swung the bat really well. Craig, is he going to need a stitch or two on that lip, or is he all right? Yeah, it. it uh, I don't think he's going to need stitches, but it's a it's a pretty good cut, kind of on the outside and the inside. 
Craig, what, what about just the turn the page factor of tonight's win? You know, just put St. Louis behind you, get going in the right direction, just feeling better about everything. Yeah, I mean, I I never worry about that with our team, and we've we've you know that that's part of what we've been good at. I think if you if you you know, win is win the number of games we have. I feel like you, you have to be good at that. And we've done a good job of that. And it's, it's because I, a lot of it's because we got really good starting pitching and, and they, they go out and deliver the next day. Um, so we, we relied on that again tonight and, and it delivered. Let's find is out. Is that Bernie watch getting us in? Guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Brewers get the win 5-1. Time to go inside the clubhouse now. I want to hear from Christian Yelich, uh, who talked after the game. Yelich again walked his first uh, plate appearance. Home run his second plate appearance. Triple his third plate appearance. This is what Christian Yelich had to say. Christian, are you okay? We saw you uh, got banged up on that triple. Uh, yeah, no, I'm fine. Uh, I need just like a bloody lip, and it's cut up inside. So uh, I'm glad. Just I'm glad my teeth are still there. That's all I really care about. So <laughs> my, my lip will heal. Christian, this probably goes without saying, but just how bad was a victory needed? I know the cushion was still there, but you guys probably wanted to stop messing around with that, right? Yeah, I mean, you always you always want to win. Um, you know, we've had some tough ones the last week or so, but it's not really our first tough stretch of the season. Uh, we've been through it before, and just baseball, you know, it happens like that sometimes where it's just things aren't going your way. It doesn't really cooperate. Um, and, you know, we kept battling and came up short, um, you know, a few games this week and credit to the guys for coming out today with a, you know, a clean slate and, uh, finding a way to get that one was a big one and going back in the positive direction. Christian, how about Lauer in that game? You know, that long first inning, he knows the state of the pen right now and, you know, a really good bounce back to get into the seven. Yeah, he did a great job. He uh, stopped the bleeding there in the, the first inning. Uh, only gave up one run, which is no big deal. And um, after that, he was he was lights out and uh, did a great job getting deep in the game. I think he got into the seventh. So uh, big credit to him stepping up for us. And, um, you know, we were able to finish that one off. Christian, you know, you said, like you said, stuff goes up and down during the season, but can, considering the offense has been scuffling a little bit, well, how did it had to help to hit some balls out of the park? That always, that always solves a lot of problems when you hit home runs, it seems. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you, when you hit some homers, you, you multiple homers in the game, you kind of like your chances. Um, you know, Willie's was huge. Colton's was big just to get us back to even. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we, we were, raking for a few months too we had a tough week which happens um you know i know just how the game of baseball works sometimes where you know they're not falling i know we hit a lot of balls hard and they're kind of just right at guys so um you get nothing to show for it and it looks like you're scuffling and um, we definitely haven't played as well as we would have liked but like i said earlier it's baseball we've gone through those little 
four or five, six game stretches. Everybody does. I mean, every team in baseball goes through little rough patches and, um, you know, it's a, it's a long year. And if you look back to April and May, we had those rough patches too. We had, you know, some during the summer and we got hot too. And we put ourselves in a great position um, to where we can control our own destiny and we're still in good shape. And I think we're a positive group and realize like, Hey, it's better to happen right now than in two weeks. Kristen, as you know, the Cardinals are kind of out of their minds right now. They won two more today. Are will you guys pay attention to that over the weekend, or is it just all about you guys and winning these next two? Yeah, I mean, we just gotta we gotta worry about ourselves. You know, we got enough going on over here to where we just gotta focus on winning winning games. And um, you know, once the series is over, we'll see them again, and that's when we'll worry about them. And they've been playing great. I mean, credit to them. They've run off I don't know how many in a row, and we just saw them and. They did a great job against us, and uh, I think you knew it all season long that they're a really talented team, and you know they're going to get it going at some point. So, um, you know, you enjoy the the competition down the stretch run, and we'll see what happens. Christian Wong now is giving you guys seven leadoff homers. He's he's just provided such good offense. What does it mean to have him healthy, and you know what what difference does he make when he's at the top of your lineup? Yeah, when he gets it going like that, and um, you know, anytime you hit a leadoff homer, it's a it's a good start to the day, and it's a good vibe uh, in the dugout. And I didn't know it was, I knew it was a lot. I didn't know it was seven, but uh, yeah, great job from him. And, and that one was big tonight, just to get us back to even, and um, you not know, really just chasing that one the rest of the game. All right, there is Christian Yelich from earlier tonight. We'll come back. We'll hear from Eric Lauer, who had that thirty nine first pitch uh, inning, then settled down, like Craig Council said, and really. Uh, did a wonderful job there, six and two-thirds inning uh, for Eric Lauer uh, of only one run ball. So we'll hear from Eric Lauer, the Brewers starting pitcher, coming up next. Brewers win tonight 5-1, to 5-1 to one over the New York Mets. Magic number now, too, because the Cubs, of course, cannot help the Brewers at all. They get swept by the Cardinals down at Wrigley in their doubleheader earlier today. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. See Sparky Fiber filling in for Tim Allen tonight on his birthday. He'll be back. Tomorrow, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. All right, time now to go back inside the clubhouse. Eric Lowers, who we're going to hear from Lowers tonight. A great job in a 5-1 Brewers victory. Magic number now two for the Milwaukee Brewers. Combination of Brewers wins and Cardinal losses. Brewers back at it against the Mets tomorrow night. I'm Steve Sparky. Five of the franchise. Tim Allen returns tomorrow night. Head off tonight uh, for his birthday. Was at the um, game at American Family Fields. If you go on his Twitter account, you can see the drink-by-drink drink blow of what happened at the game tonight. Just follow him on Twitter at Tim Allen Rants. Eric Lauer, six and two-thirds, three hits, one run, one earn, two walks, nine strikeouts, a 2-9-3 ERA now for Eric Lauer. Uh, and he talked after the game tonight, and this is what Eric Lauer had to say. Eric, that was uh, some recovery from the first inning pitch count. He's 39 the first inning. That's kind of a danger zone in a way, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think that's probably the most pitches I've thrown in a first inning ever, maybe. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a little bit of a gut check to 
kind of reset after that first inning and go out there and try to put up some quick zeros, not just zeros, but some quick ones. Eric, how do you do that? Does it change the scouting report? Does it change your, uh, you know, how you pitch? No, not for me, which is nice because I feel like my, what I try to tell myself is like, I'm just trying to get off the field as quick as possible. I'm not worried about striking everybody out. I'm not worried about, tricking guys I'm just I'm trying to attack the zone and get guys to swing at my pitch and get themselves out as quick as possible that's how I that's how I stay in games and that's that's how you rack up some more innings so um no my game plan didn't change I just I was able after we tied it back up it was nice to uh just say okay like let's start over it's a, it's a new game it's a tie ball game we're gonna go from here this is the first inning let's ride Eric, you are at a pitch count uh, after six innings that most pitchers have been pulled this year, 100. You know, that's kind of where the – but uh, we all know the bullpen's a little thin right this minute. Um, so what was the discussion about you pitching another inning? Uh, they just asked me if I was good, and I said, yeah, I'm good. I felt strong. I felt like uh, my stuff was coming out well. I didn't feel like I was laboring or anything. So I'm in there – I'm in there to – throw as many as I can I'm in there to take as much relief off the bullpen as I can so um especially after a first inning like that and when we have a we have a little bit of a lead um attacking the zone is kind of my my game and I think I think that's something that helps you get innings quickly Eric was there I thought maybe I saw an index finger out as counsel came to the mound was that one more is that a plea <laughs> for one more guy yeah, that was just like, let me get one more. Come on. Like that I didn't I didn't feel like I had that that hit, I don't think should have taken me out of the game. But I mean I understand pitch count wise, yeah, that should have took me out of the game. But um I felt good. I really wanted to go for that career high strikeouts. I really wanted to get through the seventh. So it was a lot of it was a lot of factors, but I really just I was trying to give him such a subtle little hint that everybody apparently saw. <laughs> to let me just get one more just one it's a pinch hitter come on let me get one more he's he's cold off the bench come on did you like Eric, what are you most proud of with the month that you've put together in your five starts here in September and just how you're finishing off the regular season um I'm really happy with just finishing strong more than anything and finding that groove and that rhythm that I've been searching for since I came over here um, I feel like I've really found my place and I found like the kind of pitcher that I'm going to be. So now it's a matter of just stacking them on top of each other, really. Hey, Eric, what, what's the exhale factor to see the magic number finally get lowered? It's been stuck on three for five days. You know, apparently the Cardinals have decided they're never going to lose again. Um, how did it feel to just finally lower the number one click? It was nice. It was nice as a team kind of pick me up kind of thing. Cause I mean, we got, we got a little stagnant there with the Cardinals. I mean, they're playing really good baseball. You can't, you can't take that away from them, but um, to be able to turn that page and kind of let that series go, I think it's going to, it's going to bode well for us moving forward. And I think we're, we're kind of jumping right back on the horse here. Good. Jump right back on that horse, Eric Lauer, get a sweep of the Mets, win this thing on Sunday. Cause realistically, that's what you can do, right? You can control your own destiny still winning this division. It's relatively simple. You win two more games, it's yours. Whenever those two games come, does not matter. You win two more games, Brewers win 
of the NL Central. Tim Allen parties, I party, you party, we all party for winning the division. And then you get ready for uh, the playoffs, the divisional round of the playoffs, and probably the Atlanta Braves. It's really just that easy. So regardless of the, the Cardinals win 20 in a row, doesn't really matter as long as you win two more games now between now and the end of the season. Like I said before, it would be nice to win this thing at home on Sunday in front of your home fans, in your home clubhouse, spraying the champagne and all of that. They didn't really celebrate making the playoffs all that much, Jeff Orlovsky, did they? They didn't really do too much. No. It was just kind of like, uh, okay, that's nice. We won. Let's move on. Yeah, and, you know, Craig and uh, the players that talked after they, they clinched the playoff spot said that they were going to wait until they won the division title. So they've what? got that to look forward to, like you said. But, Jeff, what if what if they don't? What if they win the division, they shake hands, Little high fives, no champagne, no nothing. Media says, what, 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 what's going on? Hey, man, we're trying to win a championship. This year wasn't about winning the division. This year's about winning a championship. We'll spray champagne when we win the championship. That's when we're going to spray the champagne. What, what if that's how it played? Well, see, I respected them not celebrating clinching a playoff berth. Totally. That's weak. But... You know, after 160 games, you have to celebrate the division One, One second. I I disagree on celebrating making the playoffs if you're a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in 26 years. Of course. course. Then you party. Yes. But if you've been there the previous three years, I agree with you. I don't don't see the the reason to do that necessarily. Tim Allen disagrees with me, but I I don't necessarily see the reason to do it. Winning the division... Uh, is another one. Okay, fine. But think about it. No other sport does this. No. The Packers don't spray champagne when they win the North. Right. Right. It or after every single playoff. Uh, Correct. Win. Right. Well, yeah, it's a baseball thing. Yeah. Well, it's just fine, whatever. But I'm just saying. I mean, imagine. They win the division on, on Sunday. They shake hands, a little high five, wave to the crowd, go back, pack their stuff up, get on a plane, leave. Head on the road for the rest of the season. That's it. Media goes, hey, where's the champagne, man? I, y'all should be spraying me with champagne. I'm, I'm here in the clubhouse. Where's my <laughs> champagne shower, man? They're like, hey, hey, man, we're not doing it this year. This year's about winning a damn championship. That's what this is about. We ain't spraying champagne until we win a championship. When we win the World Series, then we're going to spray the champagne. Y'all saw what the Bucks did. That's when they sprayed their champagne. We're not going to spray ours until we get the same point as the Bucks. Let's go. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's but I don't know. I say you celebrate the division title. It's a hundred. The season is so long, so long. Should be half as long. No, it should be longer. Oh, not a chance. Get it should out be two hundred games no, a year. No way. Absolutely. This season should start in May. This season, the regular season, should be done by about August, middle of August. The playoffs, well, maybe the end of August, middle, end of August, let's say. The playoffs should begin Labor Day weekend before the NFL kicks off on that Thursday. Playoffs should be going. You should be done with the World Series, in my opinion, by the time you get to October. It's ridiculous that you're going to have teams playing impossible snow in Chicago in the World Series. That's ridiculous. Like, there's baseball is a summer sport. It's not a fall sport. It's a summer sport. This sport should be done by the end of September. 
plain and simple, and it should not be played in April again, where I myself, with Tim, have sat in County Stadium. It was snowing so bad, I couldn't see the outfielders. That's how bad it was snowing. And we're out there trying to play baseball. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. There's been many times that I've had opening day tickets that the game has been snowed out. Think about that. I know. Think about what you just said. I know. But. Come on. But. There's only eight games left of the regular season, and I hate it. I love baseball. I want more baseball all the time. It's so, and it seems like it's so long from the uh, the end of the World Series to the beginning of spring training. It's brutal. It's brutal. You know, I wish we had more time, because you you I think you have a problem. I I think I don't know what you call it, but there's some type of problem that you have from a sports fan perspective. I don't know if what it is, because you like me. I'm not as much as as you are still. I, I kind of drifted away from it because I don't ever have time to watch it anymore. NASCAR fan. Uh-huh. That's the shortest offseason in all of professional sports. I know. Literally, and- it's done at like Thanksgiving and it starts back up in January, February. You've got testing going on and boom, here's Daytona and away you go again. Baseball, literally, the World Series ends. They get, what, three months? And then they're back in, in Arizona or Florida at spring training? Oh, and it seems like it takes forever, Spark. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I guess, maybe. I, I just, no, man, it just seems way too long for me. Uh, some more of these tweets about uh, who you're appreciative of uh, within this Brewers organization, wherever the case uh, may be. Uh, we got about uh, seven minutes left. If you want to hop aboard, feel free. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 a.m. The fan. Bradley. Uh, tweets, my childhood sports idol, BJ Surhoff. First autograph I got, reason I played catcher, and the reason that my favorite number is five. BJ Surhoff. BJ Surhoff, back in the day, would get my dad Brewers tickets. I forgot what the connection was exactly, but would get us like box seats for whatever the reason. That's awesome. Uh, to my dad. My dad was in the car industry back in the day, but I, I don't remember what the connection was or whatever, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I I got a little tie in to BJ Surhoff there. I can get down there, BJ Surhoff. Love. Perry tweets out 1250 AM, the fan at Sparky Radio. Hi, Sparky. I've been a fan of the Brewers since the late 70s. Euchre has to be number one. He's a legend. Molitor, Yount, and Cooper were great. My favorite player was Braun. Mr. Clutch. So exciting. Tim is so great, too, talking about Tim Allen. Been listening since your second season. That's Perry tweeting at 1250 AM, the fan. Perry, I know you've been listening. Uh, I appreciate you, buddy. I do, I do, I do. Uh, let's go to Scott in Tosa. You're next on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show live from the Lakeland University studios after Brewers 5-1 win. What's up, Scott? So, I got to agree with Jeff. Like, the season seems Smart to be man. too short most of the time. You said most of the time. Most of the time. Yes. Okay. It should be about a 150 season. But I this time of year, I just want more all the time, all the time. I just want more Brewer games, you know. You know all right, I, Scott, let me ask you this. Did you want sorry. more Brewer games when they were in the middle of their 11-year run of not even being 500? Or were Absolutely. you already on to the Absolutely. Packers no. and done with the no. Brewers at no. County Stadium? No. I'm 
I'm old school. I my my dad brought me up listening to the games on the radio. Me too. My dad too. Yep. And that's what I do. I I Valley Sports is not on YouTube TV right now. Y'all, why don't you all just go back and get cable or Direct TV yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying. No, no. I'm um, so hold on, Scott. I want I want to talk this but, out. Can we talk this out for a second? Because I want to understand yeah, yeah. y'all. Because I don't. Yeah. I, so many of you are so mad about this Bally's thing. I want to explain. So explain this to me. So how many channels do you actually get through your different apps and and so forth that you have? So how many, like how many apps do you have? You know what? I I have none right now. I'm actually back to antenna TV because I'm, I'm so busy. Sure. You know, as as soon as Bally's was lost on there, because my two criteria were Bally's or Fox Sports, Wisconsin back in the day and the golf channel. There you go. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. And once they dropped that, I was done, you know. Man, I would freak out if I only had an antenna TV. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, I would honestly be in the corner crying. Hey, hold on, hold on. There's plenty of bars out there with a lot of TV. Yes, no (laughs) doubt about it. Go to your corner bar if it's a must-watch Brewers game or the playoffs are on. Totally agree, Scott. Yes. During the Bucks season, the early playoffs, I was going. I was just walking or going to corner bars, watching those, and then once it was on ABC, I could get it. Scott, so, what's what's the corner bar that you like to hit up? Well, so for a while it was Club Tap and Lucky Joe's here in Tosa. There you go. All right, I've been yeah. to Club Tap. Lucky Joe's, I don't believe yeah. I've been to. No, Scott, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it, buddy. Take care. Have enjoy the rest of your night. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like I've well, got Directv. I still have the Discovery Plus app, right? So I still have that. Right. Uh, we have the Disney Plus app, uh, obviously. Those are the two apps that we have. You don't have Netflix? Never have had Netflix in my life. Okay. Because I'm not a huge movie guy. Because I got DirecTV, I got Netflix, I got right. Disney. Right, but I'm not talking to you. You have DirecTV. So you're not in this Bally Sports Wisconsin fiasco. Well, yeah. But there's so many people that are, and they're so pissed off at Bally's. And I'm just trying to understand, like, how much money are you truly saving? Because this app is $10. That app is $8. This app is $10. And none of those get you the actual local TV channels, unless people just don't care about local news anymore, which I can't understand. I mean, I guess maybe that's possible. But I got to have some local news. I, I don't understand how you go without it. Well, Jerome uh, in Muskego, you are next on 1250 AM, The Fan. What's up, Jerome? Hey, just got back home from the game. Today is my birthday, number 50 today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jerome. Yeah. Yep, Tim and I share a great birthday, of course. Yeah. And and uh, my, I was able to go with my dad. He's 86 years old. It was great. It was my wife and two of my daughters and uh, it, was, it was and a friend of mine. So it's been a great game tonight. It was fun. I was there Tuesday, which wasn't as fun, but it was a great day also. That that is awesome. That is really really cool stuff. So fifty years old today, and you uh, still pay attention to the high school football team in Muskego. I do. I'm the I'm the girls track coach over there. Well, uh, I don't know if you were following along on Twitter, but they were involved in one hell of a football game against Arrowhead tonight. They scored fifty one yeah. points and beat Arrowhead and came from behind to win that thing. I had my daughter come as a back and forth game. She told me she saw it on. On Twitter or whatever. Was so. insane. Insane, insane, insane. Happy birthday, Jerome. Enjoy the rest of your night, buddy. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye. Take care. There he is, Jerome in Muskego. Brewers get the 5-1 win. 
Tomorrow, Tim Allen returns to this chair here in the Lakeland University studios. It was fun tonight, man. I had I had a good time. I don't know about y'all, but it was a lot of fun, Jeff. Been a long time since you've been here, Spark. It's good to have you. <laughs> been a long time since I've been in the studio or since I'm on this show. Which one are we on talking about? On this show. You on still live here. On so. You know, I, how many times have I called you at midnight yes. already this uh, this season? Yes. Come and on, I, and I'm I I only once I think I was actually sleeping. The rest of them I've always been awake and watching TV of some sort. Uh, all right, everybody enjoyed the night. Justin from North Carolina said, "Greg Vaughn and the one dollar tickets." That's what actually got him into baseball. And of course, Pat Listash, he just was doing a signing at Waukesha Sports Cards too. Either he is about to, or he just did one over the other. Rookie of the year played hangman with Pat Listash. Once, when uh, the Brewers' caravan came through Kenosha back in the day. Did you win? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, that'll do it for me, Tim Allen. Back in the seat tomorrow night. Appreciate it. Brewers win 5-1. Magic number is now 2. Enjoy your weekend. Badgers, Notre Dame at 11 tomorrow. Sunday, Green Bay, San Francisco. Sunday night, uh, the Green and Gold postgame show presented by Lakeland University with Gary Ellerson and myself on Sunday night. And don't forget, we have Chiefs and Chargers on the fan starting at 11.30 on Sunday. NFL football here on the fan. Enjoy your night. Toodles! Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.